Mel Tempest is known as a fitness business influencer, hands-on health club owner, ebook author, and presenter. Mel has known to be controversial, challenges the status quo, and lives outside the square. Her skill set is current on trends, savvy, and in demand. Her primary goal is to get more health club owners moving towards innovation, technology, and social media success. Her own success comes through tough and humble beginnings. Mel Tempest now presents to you the Gym Owners Podcast. More than just the business of fitness, proudly supported by National Fitness Business Alliance. Well, good morning. This morning I have Thomas Plummer with me. Thomas Plummer has been working in the fitness industry for over 30 years. Though he's not one to brag, he's known as the fitness business guru. Throughout his years as a road warrior, maverick and leading consultant of the fitness industry, he has seen it all. He's the founder of the National Fitness Business Alliance. He's no holding back, say it like you mean it, leave out all the bullshit approach is what makes him not only one of the best speakers in the industry, but by far the most entertaining. These days, These days, he has found his true calling in life coaching and helping people find their true purpose in life, helping them set and reach goals and asking tough questions to get them thinking about their future. Tom has a unique approach to guiding and leading the way with a blunt way of telling you things you don't want to hear but need to hear. He truly is on a mission to change lives. Good morning, Thomas. Hi, Mel. Thank you. It's, I don't know if I can live up to that introduction. I, I might have to come back in a few years. That's, <laughs> that one scared me. You may have to do my PR for me. So, <laughs> uh, you're very so, welcome. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, sadly, yeah, a lot of years of experience. You're probably closer to 40 now. I think actually wow. this will be my 40th year. So, well, that's amazing. Um, been around for a while. So, so I hear you have some interesting questions for me today. So what are we going to talk about? Tommy Hopkins, who is um, – uh, a small studio owner from Fit Life here in Australia, and his question to you is: the current state of affairs around the globe of big box gyms versus small box functional training centres versus twenty-four hour gyms and ten-dollar gyms. He wants to know what's happening around the globe, and how do you see that happening or coming back here, back home here in Australia? Because you guys in America, I mean, I love traveling to America and I find that every time I go there, I feel like I'm stepping five years ahead of uh, my own country and I love to come back here and be an early adopter. But you get the um, privilege of traveling to places like South America and I know that you've just come back from the UK. So can you share some of those experiences with what you're seeing with big box gyms and um, the ten dollar gyms versus the twenty four hour facilities. The uh, yep, another good question. The the way the way I would want Tommy and everybody else to think about this is to kind of look at. There's a certain amount of uh, the big chains that will try to fight. Not many of them. I'm I'm going to say, from my experience, all around the world would be less than ten percent. There's, uh, I'm, I'm doing the UK actually the 29th, we're going over, but we're going to have, I think, maybe 100, 120 people the first day. So I've got four owners there that control a few hundred of the biggest clubs in the UK. They're going to be sitting there, but 
the rest of the people are going to be uh, guys opening. Uh, I've got new generation guys on five or seven of these little training gems. I've got guys that are opening these. So we don't get many in between anymore. And the, the thing I would tell Tommy is there's not much left in between. There's You're going to see the big chains that try to make the change and convert into some form of training, meaning just to find as 40% instead of 5% of their, their clients in training, at least 40, 45% of their clients are involved in training. That makes them very hard to hurt and very sustainable in the future. Or you're going to see this next generation training gen, which is going to be this you know, somewhere around 300 to 100 or 1200 meters and where these guys are just out there kicking it for these target specific markets. Everybody else in the middle has kind of gone away. The interesting thing on the $10 guys is one, um, the, the, you can't defend price over time. So there's actually people here now doing $5 memberships, which just scares the hell out of everybody. But the it's actually bouncing off the floor. It's like you drop that rubber ball and about 10 bounces into it. It starts, you know, you see, still see it bouncing a little, but it hit the floor and it's still coming up. We're down to that last bounce here, but I think it's starting to change directions is I'm thinking guys that were doing $10 now are starting to pop back up toward $19. And some of these guys have learned to survive and are starting to lower their or raise their lowest price. So that's coming. But really, the cannibals ate the cannibals in the, the $10 market. So there's so many competitors and imitators in that category that they pretty much destroyed each other because there's just too many of them for that market. The other end of that is the upscale training gym that takes these, as you say, $300 you know, dollars per month clients at 65 a week. And there's hundreds of those opening here, hundreds of them opening in the UK, hundreds of them opening all over uh, Brazil right now that are heading into this category where they're, they're chasing that target specific client and the client is reacting to that. So the guys in the middle are the guys that get hurt. Anytime Fitness is a perfect example where that could have been a been there, done that chain that disappeared, or it can be uh, leadership that turns them into the next generation training gym, which they are. So that's going to make that, that, that brand even more valuable worldwide. But you see guys like Snap and some of these older brands that don't change. They haven't done anything. They're still selling the same product. They'll probably fail. So you, you look at these, there's no middle. Now, the other, the other part of this question is things like 24-hour and all that. That's really irrelevant. That was a, a game changer 20-some years ago, but being open 24 hours is irrelevant now. Being all these kind of gimmicks that came out, you know, probably older than Tommy, knowing most of those guys, but all those gimmicks that came out back in the day are, are the $10 gym is over 25 years old. The 24-hour concept is over 20 years old. CrossFit's over 20 years old. And most of those have either died or evolved into what's going on today, and that will evolve into what goes on next. So 24 hours, not defensible, nothing to worry about. I certainly wouldn't consider that in my gym. Uh, I don't think it's worth it, but I would consider trying to figure out how to make more money from fewer clients, and I think that's the future. Yeah, I happen to agree with that. I, I must admit, um, you know, I've been a club owner for nearly 14 years, and when I 
when I started, Thomas, I, I really did think it was all about how many members have I got, how many members have I got. And I soon learned that it's not about how many members you've got to, to brag about sitting around the coffee table. It really is about your profit and loss at the end of the day. And I, you know, would prefer to have half the amount of members that I have now and, and double the, the profit. And I think it's that's something, another area that we need to uh, educate our fitness business owners on that it's not about how many members you have in your club it's about your you know your bottom line at the end of the day I think um, and the only way that the majority of fitness business owners are going to get the bottom line that they want is to pretty much double their prices and to um, offer more personalized coaching as opposed to being that fruit salad type of club that we talked about earlier um, well, I hope Tommy got his answers uh, out of what you spoke about them. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you this morning and I do appreciate your time. And uh, if anybody's got any questions, how do they get in touch with Thomas Plummer Direct? Uh, the, the, the best questions is that they've got them is just uh, to email you and just forward them on over and let me uh, get them back to your network. Uh, I can answer them directly in your network. I think that's a, a great thing that you're doing there. I like how everybody's getting together. I see you're adding new gems all the time to that. So I think that kind of vocal group that shares information and discussions, um, I hope that takes off and does very well because I think it's, it's needed and I think it's a great uh, resource to share. Hey, I went to this workshop. I did this. We tried this. I think that's good. So I hope that works. So the best thing you can do is just reach out to you and your network and let me answer it for everybody. And that's, uh, I think we can get the, because if somebody asks a good question, we might as well share it with the whole group. So we can certainly post those in your network as the questions come up. Sounds like a plan for the future. Thank you again for this morning's interview, Thomas. Thanks, Mel, very much. I appreciate the opportunity. I'll see you either here or there sometime soon. You sure will. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Gym Owners Podcast, sponsored and supported by National Fitness Business Alliance and Gym Click Media. Find Mel Tempest on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Join us next time for the Gym Owners Podcast.